This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 523 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. On today's episode, we have 2019 Pan Am Canadian team member, Tina Irwin. And then Karen Isberg will come on to talk about her journey as an adult amateur rider, followed by a trainer tip from Jen Balmer. Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Hi, Reese. Tell everybody <laughs> why we're recording halfway through July yeah. for end of July episode. <laughs> we are. We are. So um, I am really excited. I leave on Monday, uh, which will be the 15th of July, for the Dressage Foundation's Young Rider International Dream Program. I am one of the chaperones with uh, my trusty sidekick, Bill McMullen. We're really looking forward to this. We have four riders, young rider participants that are with us, uh, Sophia, Bridget, Emma, and Raisa from all over the country. And they applied for this grant. And uh, we will be at the Aachen Horse Show uh, speaking to all kinds of professionals in the industry for the week. So we are recording early. Um, and please, I will try to keep for sure on my personal Facebook page. I will um, kind of, you know, catalog our, or, you know, show our adventures in Aachen. And also uh, the Dressage Foundation has their own website. And um, I'll try to keep uh, the Dressage Radio Show and do a couple on there. So um, I hope you will enjoy kind of following along with us. And I already told the girls they are going to have to come on the show and do a roundtable uh, when we get back. So they're all, I'm sure they're all looking forward to it. <laughs> so that's, well, that's what I'm, we're up to. I'm jealous. That's one of the biggest shows. I think, you know, if you're a dressage fan, you would like to be there, you know? Yep. So yeah, it's it's if we're calling it my summer of chaperoning. It's it's highly ironic because many people know I don't have children, so I, I have had lots of children to take over to seize. But <laughs> they're not children; they're all they're all uh, adults, young, and, and young adults, yeah, young ad- adults, and and just there. Uh, I've been really having to brush up on my German skills, which is not necessarily a bad thing, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So it's it's been on my bucket list too. So we are recording a little bit early. We're doing we we've done two shows tonight, so <laughs> for a little slap happy that's probably why but we're just getting ready for the trip and and i'm really looking forward to it so uh and when we get back uh it'll be pan am time so um i hope you we're really going to enjoy young rider time and and young rider time (laughs) it is summer in kentucky in 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 horse show in kentucky and lots of stuff going on so uh we're my my team here philip and jemmy have been so good to to get this done uh and and we can't wait to share our journey with you guys so we're we're going to get started. We've got a great show and uh, we're giving Canada some love with Tina Irwin. Uh, she is the 2019 Pan American representative for Canada and we hope you enjoy her interview. Well, we are very excited to have back now member of the 2019 Canadian Pan American Game team, Tina Irwin. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Oh my gosh, this is so excited. We, we, we just did an interview about Young Riders and you and I did Young Riders at the same time. Of course, that was two years ago. Um, so it's really <laughs> fun for me to see that you've made the team and I just couldn't be more excited for you on your, on your trip and your adventure. Yeah, no, thank you. I know Young Riders seems like, <laughs> doesn't seem like, is a long time ago, but you know, <laughs> I feel like it wasn't that long ago. It, it seems like yesterday. It does. It does. So tell us, you know, tell us about your horse and, and your preparation now for the Pan American Games. Well, I have Lorenzo is my partner for the Pan Am Games. He's a 12-year-old, 16-2-hand Oldenburg gelding by Lorenzo Donnerhall. And we got him as a four-year-old imported from Germany. He was a, a jumper at the time, and they didn't find he was that well-suited to jumping. So we tried him out as a dressage prospect and uh, yeah, we brought him over and developed him through the levels. And now we're, this is our first major team. So we did two nations cups uh, in Wellington uh, over the last couple of years, but this is the major senior team that we're doing together. The big deal, right? The big, the yeah. big one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, a lot of preparation happening. Um, over the last few months, of course. So started with the qualifying in, in Wellington, January through March. We had to achieve at least three scores there. And, uh, and then we had to have another qualifying score after April the 1st, according to our criteria. So I did a competition here in our nation's capital in Ottawa. And that was the final show for us because I, I really, you know, the horse is a seasoned competitor and I didn't want to put too many miles on him and I'd like him as fresh as possible going into the actual game. So my strategy was to do, you know, the bare minimum shows and uh, qualify that way. So just can you tell us a little bit about your season? I mean, about, you know, how he came along, you know, some of the things that you maybe had to work on with uh, Laurencio. Just a little bit of background information on him. Sure. Well, the previous year, in 2018, I competed him Grand Prix for the year. So we downgraded him for the Pan Ams because we felt that he would achieve, you know, high scores, higher scores at that level at this time. So um, being fairly new to the Grand Prix still, we thought, well, you know, he has proven really to be very successful at the small tour. So let's, let's put him down for Pan Ams. So that was the goal. Um, and of course, in the beginning, the beginning of the season, he was still a little bit more Grand Prix programmed. So I actually, it caught me off guard. I didn't think it would actually be that difficult to bring him down to the lower level. Um, and then when I went in the test, he threw in a couple ones here and there, and he was a little sharper than I wanted. And I thought, oh, Okay, so we really had to stay away from doing one tempies and any of the Grand Prix stuff because even in the walk, picking him up, you know, he was ready to piaf or I had to totally stay away from that. I couldn't even practice it to get him really back in the mode of, of small tour. So that did surprise me how much uh, I, I really did think it was going to be easier than it was. So we were a little bit ring rusty. I'd say in January, and then we kind of started to pick it up and and go more towards where we wanted to be. 
Uh, and maybe talk a little bit about because I sh- I noticed uh, you know through the news and you know I think we're Facebook friends or whatever that actually your husband James Irwin had to you hurt your hand in Florida and he mm. he ended up showing him in a competition so I think that's kind of unique and yeah uh, yeah it was a bit crazy um, I think it was going to be the third show of um, Florida for me and him and literally a day before the competition started. I was helping, I, I just kind of happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. We were, it was just about lunchtime at the stable we're renting in Florida. And one of the other horses was getting picked up to go to the water treadmill. And so I happened to be walking out of the barn at the same time and, and the horse wouldn't go on the trailer. And I said, oh, I'll just turn around and, you know, go again. And then I just kind of put my arm up behind her to say, come on, go. And she fired out with both hind legs. And she got me in um, my left hand and my right hip. And uh, so instantly I kind of stumbled over onto the ground and um, I looked down at my hand and I, I just almost started crying because I saw my hand and it was huge it was gigantic and Jamie was on a horse and he came running over and he said oh my god your hand looks horrible that's broken for sure (laughs) I'm like yeah no I mean I know it looked so bad and I said I don't know about my hip my hip is really sore so anyhow it was uh we went to the hospital had it all checked out funny you know of course being in Wellington the doctor that I saw in Emerge, of course, his wife was a dressage rider. So he was <laughs> telling me all about that. <laughs> who she okay. rode with and, and how he, oh, she knew who we were and all this stuff. And he saw me in my riding pants, you know, what happened? And uh, so the service was really excellent. I mean, I got looked after <laughs> immediately. I was in and out of there. And funny, um, my wedding ring was on Ouch. and on the hand that was kicked. And so they said, well, we've got to get those rings off. So um, I said, I don't, I don't think you're going to get them off. And they're like, well, let's try a few things, you know, before we uh, cut them. And this doctor, there were doctors in and out, and he just put this bag of ice, freezing cold bag of ice on my finger. And he said, hold your hand up for two minutes, and then we're going to come back and we're going to pull them off. And actually, they came off. I don't even know how it was possible. Yes. So it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, as, yeah, I'd be like, oh, thank God you saved the rings. <laughs> yeah, no, it was quite something. Um, anyhow, and they, they, he came back and he said, you know, we looked at the x-ray and, and we don't think you've broken anything. And I said, I don't, I don't even know how it's possible. I said, you got really lucky. He said, but, you know, let's, in a week, I want you to see a specialist just to be sure. So, you know, I did that. I was really kind of sweating and thinking, oh man, if, if this is broken and this has to stay in a cast and they put me in a bit of a cast uh, just to hold everything still until we knew for sure. I went a few days later, had it checked. And the guy said, the, the surgeon said, no, take it out, get it moving. You're good. So very, very, very lucky. And, uh, and then, yeah, I was trying for the nation's cup. Uh, oh, so Jamie, sorry. So he basically uh, the next day, I said, well, we've got a scratch. You know, I'm obviously not riding. And then I said, well, wait a second. Why don't why don't you ride? Because I've entered the horse. Like, I don't get any money back. And he said, well, I haven't ridden him in months. And I said, well, I mean, how hard is it? Like, you teach on him all the time. You're a professional. <laughs> how hard is it? It's a, bit of a, yeah. it's a catch ride. Like, you know him. And 
And he said, okay. So he agreed. And he won the St. George. He won the I-1. He <laughs> had amazing rides. And uh, the freestyle was a bit of a different story. But, you know, that's very personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, he... You know, that was just different. I think you have to have a little bit more chemistry with the horse and the music and all of that. But um, he did amazing. And uh, so that was kind of cool. And I was, you know, the proud owner standing by watching. It made me very proud to see my horse and my husband out there and looking so good. And and it shows, you know, the horse's temperament. Like, he's just whatever. You ride me, he rides me, whoever. You know, I'll just do my job. So he's pretty cool. That that's is amazing. So, that's so yeah. cool. So, so Tina, tell us what happens now. So we are actually recording uh, mid-July and you're going to training camp, right? Pretty soon? Yeah. So Saturday, um, the horses leave to go to Wellington, Florida for, uh, we call it our staging camp. And we will be there for one week. And um, Jamie and myself, we leave on Sunday and the other riders as well. And the horses and the grooms will arrive Saturday. So we'll leave Saturday and the horses arrive Sunday early and the grooms will be there Saturday. So Maybe Tina, Tina, you can just uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the rest of the Canadian team and the riders who will yeah, be represent, sure. representing us. Yeah. So we have Jill Irving, who's on the team as one of our Grand Prix riders. Also Naima uh, Liberté, who is also one of our Grand Prix riders. Lindsay Kellogg and I are the small tour riders. So we have two and two. And uh, Lindsay and Naima, it'll be their first time on a senior team. And Jill was on the World Equestrian Games team last year. And I did the Pan Ams eight years ago in Mexico. So um, it's a good mix. They're really great people, um, good riders, good horses. I think we have an excellent team. Um, everybody seems to be very consistent and good under pressure. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having some team bonding and, and we're trying yeah. to earn uh, an Olympic berth here. Right. That's yeah. The, Amer- yeah. the Americans already have their spot in, in the Olympics mm-hmm. secured. So Correct. Um, there's a little pressure on you guys. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, it always seems like there's pressure. Well, there always is pressure of those Pan-Ams <laughs> because that's where we generally qualify. So, yeah, I mean, we do have to win a team medal. Um, so everybody has to kind of pull their weight and and uh, have a good performance. But, you know, I, I feel good about it. I think everyone who's on the team has really shown that they're capable of doing that consistently over the season. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I think it's going to be more about how the horses travel. There are a lot of variables in um, getting there, you know, starting with going to Florida in the middle of the summer. So luckily it's been very hot here as well. So, you know, that way our horses are a little bit used to the humidity. Uh, so the long 30-hour trip to Wellington, arriving, you know, being there for a week, how much do you ride in the heat? How much do you do? You know, it's it's a balance. And then, of course, the flight to Lima. So the Canadian horses will fly together with the American team uh, from Miami. So that's eight horses on a cargo plane organized by Duda Corporation. And they will fly directly into Lima. So that's about five, five and a half hours, I believe. 
And what are and some then, challenges in Lima? Because I, I don't think any of us know. Like, what do you guys know and, and, and what are you preparing for? Because what is it going to look like down there? So um, our federation, they do a site check a year prior. So we get all the information from them um, about everything. They check everything out. So it looks to be quite safe. It looks to be beautiful weather, actually, perfect for riding because in South America, it's their winter at the moment. So um, it'll be like 20, 21 degrees Celsius. Sorry, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Um, and uh, like nice. very, com- very comfortable, um, you know, uh, excellent food, I'm told, like it's supposed to be some of the best food in the world. Uh, the really? Peruvian food. Yeah. Oh. Um, safe. The venue is supposed to be very nice. Good shopping. Very artsy area. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges from what I understand was the transport uh, for the horses from the airport to the venue because their style uh, or standard of horse transportation is not what ours is. And although they received new trucks, you know, they didn't have a roof, for example, oh, on top. Whoa. Yeah, like just sort of wooden floors, like not really acceptable <laughs> for our horses. So wow. there was some concern there. Um, but uh, I believe Tim Duda and his team, they really worked and made sure that, you know, there would be something acceptable. And they transformed the um, horse transport into something, you know, because they can't, they can't bring the trucks over that we use. So we're told that it is acceptable and should be fine. So we have no idea what that looks like. We have no idea what our, you know, we hope there's a roof and we hope there are sides and all of the rest. Um, so <laughs> oh my. Kind of ner- yeah. It's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think you could trust the Dutta corporation, you yes, know, they, yeah, they, the they, they're really top of the line well, transporting exactly. horses yeah. exactly so they say it's okay um, i think i think it's going to be okay i believe so so you know I, we're really putting our trust in that um so i think that was one of the biggest things <laughs> yeah. that it was like hmm um how what's that going to look like yeah so uh, you know venue wise i think we're being told everything is is pretty small and together and it's very nice like the footing is excellent the stabling is excellent and it's all sort of high quality so yeah I mean I I feel pretty okay about that I think it's it's going to be good it'll be an adventure I've never been to South America before ever (laughs) Um, so you know why not we're going to actually be there five days before we start competing so it's kind of neat because we'll have time to tour around a little bit, hopefully um, providing all the horses arrive well and all that is good. And uh, we have a little bit of time to do a little sightseeing, I think. That's cool. That's cool. And and Tina, you also are a mom. Do the kiddos get to go? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So not this time. Um, (laughs) They, because my mom actually is coaching a junior rider and at the young rider championships and it conflicts, it goes running the same time as Pan Am's and she's a young girl. She's I think 14 only or 15 and you know, she can't let her go alone. So um, she said, I'm sorry, but I can't go with you to Pan Am's. I've got to go with my students. So therefore if we were to have some grandparents come for sure, the kids would have come. 
but because it's just Jamie and myself, it's, it's really not realistic because we don't have time for them and um, they wouldn't like it and we wouldn't be able to, you know, we're, we're there to focus on, on doing this. So unfortunately not this time, Gavin, (laughs) our oldest, he was a little bit upset by that. He likes to travel and, but you know, maybe next time. Yeah, next time. Absolutely. I wondered because that is, that is, that is a challenge for sure. And you do an amazing job balancing riding and and being a mom and all that good stuff. It's, it's, I, I, I really, it's, it's amazing. I watch you on Facebook and I'm like, gosh, I don't know how she does it. So that makes sense that you guys can, can focus a little. Yeah. I'm honestly, it's, it's, it's challenging. Like to do everything. It's even right now, just packing and looking after the kids and their needs and, you know, all the everyday stuff. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting to the um, staging camp and having that time to be out of my daily grind and just focus on what I'm doing and what I'm supposed to be doing, because there are just so many other elements um, to your life that I think that for me, that was really key uh, going into Mexico. We had a two week training camp prior and uh, it was, so nice to just be able to focus on your main horse and riding and really that was it so I helped it helped me really prepare that way yeah yeah that makes sense and like you said this is not this is your second time going to a big game so you know you know what to do and and how to 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 deal with the family life that's it's a huge part of it but we cannot Mm -hmm. wish you as much luck and and good fortune on your trip and and we can't wait to hear about the trip I'm going to be watching on Facebook for sure uh, to hear how it goes Um, so if our listeners wanted to find you online or find more information out how can they do that so um, probably Facebook is the best way because you know, I'm hoping to do some sharing of our story going and our journey. Um, so we are under Stony Lake Equestrian, home of Team Irwin. And um, my own personal Facebook page is Tina Bussa Irwin, which is my maiden name first. And, you know, we do have a website, which is Team Irwin Dressage, which has kind of the standard stuff. But um, I would say Facebook is best for all the you know, keeping up to date. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, we can't wait to follow your journey and good luck. Thank you very much. Well, right after this break from Kentucky Performance Products, we actually have Karen Isberg, who is the president of KPP. She's going to come on in her other capacity, which I know well, which is her riding capacity and chronicling her journal with her horse Oreo. Uh, And we hope you enjoy. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet Microphase vitamin and mineral supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. 
Well, tonight we're, we are very happy to have Karen Isberg staying on for her adult amateur spotlight. She is the owner of Kentucky Performance Products and a very dedicated adult amateur. And she is coming on to uh, give us an update on how her and her horse Oreo are doing this month. Hi, Karen. Welcome back. Hi, thanks. It's great to be here. It's always fun to talk about Oreo. (laughs) (laughs) And we were talking how quickly this month has gone by. It's crazy. I know. Just, well, the whole year has gone by fast. And, you know, Reese, it's been nine months ago that I bought this horse. I know. That you found him for me and that I bought him. And I just can't believe it's been that long. I can't either. And it's been about a year since you've been back riding, which are a little over a year. Yeah, a little over a year. Yeah, that 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 time has flown by too. It really has flown, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. Yeah. It has. But it's been hard work. <laughs> it is, and you work very, very hard. And I think that was our spotlight last month. Was right talking about just general overall fitness, and um, you, you've definitely improved. I think in that department tremendously. So, what are some things you wanted to? What what has happened this month that has really been really helpful? Well, I think this month, um, you know, now that I'm actually physically stronger and I have some core muscles, you know, when, when we talk about in dressage, particularly that it all comes from the seat. And I think I'm really starting to understand that. I mean, you know, intellectually, you know, these things in your brain, but until you're physically able to do it, the connection that isn't really, doesn't really come through. And so I think there was a few times where, you know, I came into the barn after a lesson or after riding by myself and I was really excited and I'm like, three, 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 you're not going to believe it. But, you know, when I sat down and back, all I had to do was tighten my core to get Oreo to give me a half halt. And you're just like, yay. (laughs) And I think it's, you know, that was, that was huge for me this month because I had so much trouble sitting back anyway. Mm-hmm. And not pinching with my knees and just stopping all the forward motion with my seat. That it's been really fun to realize that when I do sit back and I do sit down, then I can use my legs in a different, better, and I, and my my hands become more independent. And the horse just you can almost see him go. Oh, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it's true. I mean, you you definitely have a couple light bulbs. Like you, you're great because you really get the light bulbs now, and it's so fun because you're like, oh my gosh, look at me! You know. Now we do have we do have a bet which I really want to ha- do before our next uh, segment. Do you remember what it is? Yeah, that if I sit back for the, if I sit in the right place and sit back and down for the entire lesson, I get to take you out to dinner. I know, it's so great. (laughs) (laughs) And I promise that my end of the deal is I can't be like, oh, you're so perfect. (laughs) Like we run a nice dinner. Uh, Exactly. You're the judge and you're getting the dinner. Yes. So good. (laughs) Dominique, I think Dominique, our wonderful assistant. Uh, Send send me a video. Let me, let let me Uh, be the judge. Okay. Let's go. Let's be the judge. This whole conversation. We made we it. Go. We made it uh, really far. <laughs> we really did. We made it really far. Um, last, yeah, well, our last lesson. And uh, that was yeah. Saturday. You yeah. made it almost the whole time. It was awesome. Almost so. the whole time. And it, 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 in the canter, it's been particularly um, hard for me to stay back, especially to the right. So the fact that I've actually kind of found that spot at the canter where I'm not working so hard to sit there, it's just like, wow, Reese. This is fun. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And you also found something online. I think I shared it. Probably a bunch of other people did. Uh, that was really helpful for you. What What was that? Well, it was it was Charlotte um, Charlotte's quote where she said, "Think of your hands being in front of the saddle 
and always pushing the horse to the bit, not pulling the horse back. And when I, even when you sit in a chair, if you think about taking your hands and pushing them forward, the first thing you have to do is engage your core and, and drop your butt into the chair before you can push. And then I, that also really helped me think about not pulling back on the reins, but either I, either my hand goes forward or like when we're working on trying to get him round sideways, you're always telling me to put my hand out to the side instead of pulling it back. So just putting that quote in my mind and thinking about that. In fact, I actually printed it out and cut it out and taped it to the dashboard of my car <laughs> so that when I'm driving to my lesson, I read that and I think about it. And that, that for some reason, that just really helped me sit back and down and stopped me from the leaning forward and the pulling back that I was doing. That was, you know, such a problem. And it stops him when I do that. And when I don't do that, he goes forward much more willingly and gets that nice spring in his step. So that really helped me. Yeah. No, I think that was a really, that was really helpful. You came in and we did some, you know, I think sometimes we do some off the, off the horse stuff, which is really important because you can sit back and, and think about it and, um, you don't have the motion of the horse. And so we had some talk about it and just in the barn aisle casually. And uh, that was good. And, and it really made sense to you. And so um, that's why I think those quotes can be really, really helpful um, for everybody to listen and, and, and to read. And um, there's, there's so many good ones that go around on Facebook now. Um, yeah. You know, I, we, I, I mean, I think it's good to sort of, you know, keep a notebook either in your car. Mm-hmm. Well, you said you taped it to the dashboard, but a notebook in your car or at the barn in, in your locker or whatever, just, uh, you know, some things that you're taking from your lessons or from elsewhere and, you know, the books you read or the videos you watch or whatever, and just say, this is what I want to think about. I'm going to review it before and after I ride, you know, and after you can scribble a new note or, or whatever it is, and then, you know, bring it to each lesson, a reminder before you even get on a horse is a reminder. What do I want to do? What am I trying to accomplish? What are some quick reminder things that are going to help me to do that? Um, so you start the lesson off fresh and not just going around and sort of, it's, it's easy to forget what we were doing the day before, or if you have a weekly lesson the week before you need to review it, you know, every day before you start getting into the work and then like, it's, it's, that's no good to get into the work and then sort of remind you, you know, yourself <laughs> like, Oh, maybe I should have done that because that's what I did yesterday. And I wanted to do that today, but I forgot because I had a hundred things going on and, you know, my kids were this and my work was that, you know what I mean? So you, you, you have to you have to write it down somewhere or, or make a, a, a verbal note on your phone. And there's so many great technologies that we can use to remind yourself, you know, to, to be productive in your lessons and, and to bring that to every lesson. Yeah, absolutely. And, and too, if you, if you think about it a little time beforehand, like either I have a long drive to get to read, so I have plenty of time to think about it. But it also get, can you kind of get in that mode and, and it helps you push everything else that's irritating you out of your mind, you know, whatever happened during the day or whatever argument you have with your kids or your spouse, or if, if, if work is stressful, if you can take those few minutes to kind of just get rid of all of that and think about what am I going to do with my horse today? You know, yeah. that I yes. find that really helpful in being able to get your to game face on. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really important. Yeah. I think that's one thing I think, Phil, you're probably, I, I'm, I think fairly good at doing that, but I also have to remind myself, like, you know, when your foot's in that stirrup, you're training. Um, and you know, it's really important to be focused and not think about what you're doing next and where you're going or what's happened. And, um, you know, I, I do a lot of yoga work and 
that's one of the things that I have to really, really focus on. And that's how I train it a little bit off the horse as well, because that's something I, I do a lot of things during the day. And so it's, uh, you know, it's easy to, to let your mind wander. And so I think that's a challenge that we all have. Um, but, you know, we work on it a little bit more, probably Phil and I, just because we ride more horses during the day. That's it. You know, it's got to be harder because you're doing it for such a long period of time all day. Whereas I come and I have that moment, that hour that I have to be engaged. And so I can think about that time and, and get into that mode when I'm there. But yeah, you definitely you have to do it. It makes a big difference. And then of course, when I, when I, when I get in the car to leave, I'm so much more relaxed because yeah. I've kind of let go of everything. And then I don't know, we very rarely have bad rides. I mean, <laughs> so I, I almost always get off and go, that was great. I learned something. <laughs> happy, so but you're a very good student and I, that, but that's why it works, you know, because you're very, you're very focused on your lesson. You're very interested in what you're doing and you think about it. And like you said, use, you, the, use the time as productively yeah. as possible, mentally, physically, got to, got to bring your whole attention to, to the horse and the ride and. Yeah. And yeah, that's what that's what makes a good student, you know, that that you can progress and 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 work towards your goals. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Yeah, well, Karen, fabulous update as always, and we can't wait to hear what our next month is going to bring and we're looking forward to hearing about it. And if anybody has questions about your journey but also about uh, Kentucky performance products, how can they reach you online? Oh, they can go to my Facebook page uh, or the Kentucky Performance Products Facebook page. Um they can uh, go to our website, kppusa.com. Um, there's places there where my email address is up there, actually, so feel free to email me. Um, if you have supplement questions or, you know, just horse questions related to supplements in general, you can call us from 8 to 5. Um, five days a week, Monday through Friday, we're open, 859-873-2974. And just, you know, if I can't help you with a question, I'll hopefully be able to find somebody that can. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. And we look forward to our next month's update. Sounds like fun. I can't wait to get there tomorrow and have my lesson. <laughs> well, Phil, I don't know about you, but I have been using my Total Saddle Fit Stability Stirrup Leathers a lot this week. Uh, it being horse show time and uh, I, I, you know, I love them and I really think they're helping my medium trot and big mic. I can tell you. I can sit well, there. Well, I, you know, I've got, I have a few students who have uh, gone online and picked these up recently, and I am seeing a improvement in a more stable leg. So I think they, they, they must work. I mean, they work for me when I, yeah. when I got my pair, and you know, uh, and people are asking me like, you know, is it worthwhile to get these? And I think anything that that can help you ride better is a plus, and you should you yep. should go for it. And, and I really like the design of of this product. I really like. The, the quality of the leather in which, you know, they're made. And, you know, I think they're going to last me a long time because, I mean, I don't really take the best care of, uh, of my tack. I mean, yeah. it, gets, it, gets a, it gets a wipe down each day, but, I, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not always great about, uh, you know, doing the leather conditioning on a regular basis. Yeah. It, it sort of happens when I have to go to a horse show. To be honest, <laughs> oh, we but, do it too. I'm, I'm, I'm just as in, in, in Justin's products hold up from Total Saddle Fit. The girths, the stirrups, they hold up great to set abuse because we both do it. They, yeah, they're yeah, fantastic. That, that's a great thing about uh, these products from Total Saddle Fit is is the quality in which they're made and the and and the stitching and and all, and all of that. So I, you know, we can both highly recommend them. They get used every day. They get abused a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they look they look brand new when they have to go to a horse show. So 
I think you can uh, you can find answers to all your questions about the products at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, this week for our Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we're going to come back with Jennifer Baumert. She's a member of the 2019 USA Lima, Peru Pan American team. Well, for this week's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we have Jennifer Baumert, FEI rider and trainer and member of the 2019 Pan American Games in Lima, Peru. Jen, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Reese. So happy to be here. We are really excited about your Tip of the Week. What do you have for us this week? Well, basically, I want to just talk about some things about some things that can help keep your training positive, because I think it's really important in training your horse to keep more positive feedback than negative. And that can be really challenging sometimes, because we all know that sometimes we need to, you know, get after and give them a kick or, you know, I'm not saying that we don't do that, but, you know, really keeping the horse feeling positive about their um, training, I think, you know, just makes a much happier partner. So one of my big beliefs is, you know, just that really your horse just wants to be comfortable and a good rider makes all the horses evasions a little uncomfortable for them. And then the desired outcome, you know, really the easiest thing for them to do, because really that's just what they're trying to do. The easiest thing. And when, and you can see that when you watch a really good rider train a horse that, you know, they're not fighting with the horse. They're not you know, getting after them after the fact, they're just kind of like making those evasions not so comfortable. And then, you know, the horse, you know, obviously what we're asking for them is not the easiest thing, but it becomes the easiest thing. So I'm a big believer in that and, and, and really just trying to keep things positive and, and, and make the horse at the end of the session that your horse is feeling like, whew, that was hard, but I did it. Not like, oh my God, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that that's such a good way to think about it. And I always think about it like I'm also their personal trainer, right? Like I'm not as much of a gym rat as I probably should be. Like I don't really love working out, but when I had a personal trainer, like the one I liked the most was one was like, I know those squats are terrible, but come on, give me five more. You can do it, you know? And like that motivated me versus I had one for like a day who was like, um, I'm really sorry, but like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like all the negative things. And I was like, I don't really like that trainer. They're really mean to me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's so true. The same thing. And, you know, any of our good, you know, training sessions, it really feels like play, you know, the, it's like, can you do this? Can you do that? And like, hopefully if you're ahead of your horse and not behind and always correcting, you're like, they're like, yeah, sure. I can do that. But you know, really the more time, the, you know, setting your horse up for success, like appropriately challenging your horse and frankly yourself, you know, is that's, you know, going to build that positive, you know, training philosophy. And the more, you know, the more, the more times you set your horse up for success and you say, Hey, now can you do it? Versus, and and obviously there are very few people who do this on purpose, but you know, when you set them up for, when you're, when they're not set up for success, they're, you know, stiff and tight against the rain. And then you say, well, now can you do a shoulder? And, you know, you build that. No, you know, you don't build the yeses in the horse. You build that. No. So, you know, I'm a really big believer in trying to like, you know, 
I, I want to say, and this may be not be the best way to say it, but find your advantage. Like get before you pressure your horse, you know, make sure that they're supple and nice and on the bit and through the back and there's a good connection and then apply the pressure. Cause it's really can be human nature to be like, things are bad. And then you start to get a little bit more assertive or aggressive rather than saying like, okay, I really need to use my head right now and kind of, and again, I, I'm not sure this is the best way to say it, but building your advantage is kind of sometimes what I say so that you can, you can start to put pressure on when your horse is in a, in a position where they can actually do it, you know, yeah. versus, yeah. you know, that make, yeah, that makes a, that makes a, a lot of sense. I mean, I think what I try and tell students is to do, you know, an extra five minutes for in preparation for anything difficult rather than spending 25 minutes trying to achieve that thing, right? Like if you Absolutely. do a really, really good job preparing, the horse can have success. And then when I have Absolutely. a horse that sort of I'm having trouble with or whatever, you know, all the, the, the basic thing I try and come back to say to them is just, let's just make the right choice and, and do yeah. it once and do it once and reward yeah. and grab a sugar and then come back to it the next yeah. day. Or to say, if you are having trouble tomorrow, I'm going to come back to it and do an extra five minutes of preparation to, to, to get it right, you know? For sure. And along those lines, one of the hardest things to do uh, um, in, in respect to keeping this, the training positive and keeping things, you know, moving in the right direction is take a step back. Like we all want to have our, our like mental checklist. Okay. Horses on the bit, supple, feels nice in the contact, check, move on. And then when you lose that and you start, you're challenging your horse and you lose a little bit of it, sometimes it's hard to take that step back and be like, Hey, you know what? I little, I lost a little bit of, you know, those things on the training scale that we're supposed to be paying attention to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it's and, true. You know, yeah. But that can be the, one of the hardest things is yeah, to take that step, step back, back and, and, and re- reestablish yeah. those things and, and really try and, and prepare, yeah. prepare, 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 prepare. There's never enough of yeah. that, right? With well, the simplest things. Walk trot right, transitions, exactly. uh, twenty right. meter circles. You know, really yeah. do a lot more of the easy things than the than spending so much time doing the things that are are challenging. And I guarantee, in the long run, you'll be way further ahead. Well, and exactly. I think just general empathy, right? Like at the end of the day, sometimes we all go to work some days and we're not feeling it, or you know, right. we did we slept wrong, or we were up late or our dog got sick. So we were up half the night, like whatever it is. Right. And horses have got to have that same feeling. And I think as riders and trainers, we have all our horses, right. Even if you're going, you know, or, or maybe honestly, you're not really into it. So you're not motivating the horse. You've got to step back and remember that this is a living, breathing creature um, that, that we're really here to, to make a better athlete all the time. And they maybe don't yeah. know a competition is coming or whatever. I had that today. I, I'm not going to lie. Like my horse, he's been so good the last couple of days. We have a horse show coming, but it is like 95 degrees and yeah, right. it's so hot. And and I came out, he's sweating as I'm tacking him up and I'm thinking, geez, you know, and, and I went out there, I could feel, he was like, oh, not today. And I'm like, you know what? we're going to do this. We're going to do some like fun little things and then we're going to go for a walk. And he, I could feel yeah. him like, yeah, like, okay, I'm cool. But it was really cause I was reading him. I was reading the weather, probably reading myself, you know, yeah. all those things where, you, you know, that that's the sport and that's what makes yeah. us good riders and trainers. You, and br- think- you bring up a really good point. Cause I've had a, 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 a number of mostly mares who have taught me the lesson of, 
getting on your horse and being like, and how are you today? Yes. Like, and how are we doing? Like, you know, and I <laughs> yeah. love mares. Little I'm conversation. Down. I'm just saying that like, you know, getting on just like you're saying, and you know, it doesn't mean you can't have, we all have agendas, but you have to get on your horse every day and say, and, and, and establish in the warm up, like, all right, how are we today? You know, is my horse feeling, you know, normal or, you know, is there something or myself or, you know, but that's, um, you know, a, a really important thing is to, to really gauge that and, you know, and to be ready to alter your agenda for the day. If yeah. Be. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have ridden through my test again today. Like I was really ready. Like I'm like, yeah. oh, I think yeah. we need to go through this again. Like we're showing on Saturday, but it just won the day, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and in my case, I'm not, I'm not going to the Olympic games. And I was like, you know, I think I'm better served kind of doing a little something that I wanted to practice from yesterday and then, and then leave it. Right. So right. I think that is, is trainers and writers or that's the keeping it positive and keeping it fun. And, and you really do have to kind of read, read all the things that are going on. Absolutely. Well, Jen, we can't thank you enough for coming on for the trainer tip and we're recording before the Pan Am Games and we can't wish you guys so much luck as you go down to Peru. And um, how can our listeners find you online if they have any questions? They can message me on Facebook. Fantastic. And if they're not my friend, then friend me. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Jen, thanks so much. Thank you, Reese. Thank you so much, both of you. Um, It's a pleasure to, to be talking with you today. Well, as always, Phil, we love our email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming and uh, keep an eye on our Aachen trip. And if you have any questions for me while I'm there, send me an email at reese at horseradionetwork.com. I'll have internet and Wi-Fi and I'll try to answer them as much as I can. And as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show, and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you soon. 